Hey there, fellow streakers. Welcome to the show today. We have someone very special with us today. He grew up in Indiana. He's been a personal trainer for 10 years. He switched from photography, went into the gym after joining a jujitsu class, and has turned that into a full-time profession. Today, he has almost 1 million followers on TikTok, and he is exciting not only to watch, but also to listen to. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Nathaniel Nolan, and let's get streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is Streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple. Keep a record and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. Hi, Nathaniel. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jamie. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I've been excited to talk to you guys since I read your book, and um, I'm uh, excited to hear more about streaking and your guys' experience with it. So. The great thing is, is that you are one of the people that we studied as we were writing the book that just innately kind of understands how to how to do streaking. So we'll start off for anybody that doesn't know, Nathaniel is on TikTok, and he had a streak to walk on all fours for for at least a minute every day? Is that how it started? Yeah, it started with one minute a day. And and honestly, the time constraint was backseat to just showing up. So, right. but, uh, but the, the original 30 day challenge was adding a minute every day. So it started with a minute and then, okay. yeah. And then add a minute. So the question I wanted to start off with was, where did the idea come from to walk on all fours? So, um, <clears throat> have a lot of physical disciplines. Um, I would say I already mentioned jujitsu, calisthenics, um, but also just living in a, a really active lifestyle. Um, I was, uh, as I progressed those things, I was ending up with uh, joint pain from only doing, only doing uh, the high intensity versions of all of my different disciplines. And I realized I needed more exposure to to those ranges and those, um, those positions, but under a much lower intensity. And a lot of people, um, once they progress to a certain point, they're kind of afraid of regression. So, uh, I, I sort of started this as a way to force myself to get exposure to being on my hands, bearing weight on my hands and, and to moving in that style. Um, but without the expectations that I needed to be progressing my practices and working on the most advanced aspects of it, because that's what was causing me to uh, overtrain a whole lot and to not be able to get the amount of exposure needed to be able to condition for it. So um, I needed something that uh, could uh, be done every day. And then I also needed something that I could modulate the intensity at a moment's notice. So I can make it as, as light as I needed to, to suit whatever I was able uh, to, to show up for that day. Um, and bear crawls sort of checked all those boxes. And, and so I started with that. And then slowly over time, my all fours practice has evolved into less about bear crawl and less about like crawling on all fours and more about just 
utilizing that position to be able to train all of my practices while modulating the intensity. So that way it gave me all of the options of the lower intensity ranges as well. So, um, it was kind of, um, like it was the only option after, uh, you know, kind of going over everything. It seemed it's the only thing that made sense. So is it something that you had seen previously or that part of your personal training you had recommended to clients and that you had been doing and then you thought, you know what, I think I should do this every day or how did it, how did it evolve into that everyday process? So, um, the way that I like to kind of explain it to people is, uh, like we walk every single day. Right. And, and a lot of people, you guys have your, your running streaks. So, um, but imagine like you, you get sick and you're laid up in bed for like three days. Right. And then, and you just, you, you, you maybe you're so sick or you're so injured that you can't get up. Right. And then after, after a couple of days or a week, you're, you're able to get up and walk around. The first thing you're going to do isn't going to be going and running. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if you were, the consequences might not be great. Right. You're right. probably going <laughs> right. probably going to cause a problem. Right. right. Um, so I realized that like I was go, I was training really hard on my hands, uh, maybe three times a week. And then it was taking me the rest of the, the week to sort of recover. And I was like, I, I, I can't wait three days to then put weight on my hands and then expect them to be able to support all of my body weight under all of these super, uh, intense positions and ranges. Um, and so I was like, I need to be able to have my body constantly primed the same way that you would go for a walk before you would go for a run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have anything in my life that, that met that need. Um, and so I realized I needed to force myself to do that on a daily basis, whether it was exciting or not, whether, um, it was progressing something or not, because I needed that exposure and I needed to change the ratio of the amount of time that I was spending on my hands. And so, um, that's where the the whole concept came from was um, getting more exposure to being on my hands, but without the expectations of, of progressing some practice or doing something amazing. Mm. That's really fascinating. And so you started it out as a 30 day challenge, it sounded like, but then it turned into a streak. I mean, because today you're on what number what number of days of walking on all four? This is day three thirty. 3.30. I mean, so right now approaching a full year. And by the way, I had someone yesterday, a fellow streaker come and say on a, on a different streak, they just reached one year yesterday and they were so excited to hit that <laughs> one year of consecutive of consecutively doing what they wanted to do. But anyway, so you're on, you're right there at 3.30. So when did it switch from a challenge to a streak when you're just like, you know what, I'm going to keep this going because it is so great. It was during the original 30 days, actually, that I sort of made that that mental shift from, okay, I'm seeing if I can do this to realizing the results of it. So um, within the first 30 days, a lot of the pain that I was feeling in my wrist, a lot of the stiffness, the tightness, the stuff that I'd kind of accepted as just being part of training, a lot of that started to dissolve and dissipate. And I was like, oh, okay, well, and, and also I started to realize like, this is a realistic thing to do. Like I, I can actually keep up with this. And and whenever I made those two realizations, I was like, Oh, there's no reason to ever stop. Right. <laughs> like right. The, unless I want the pain to come back, unless I want to be deconditioned, if I don't want to be able to do my practices anymore, sure. But as long as I want them, uh, to, to remain a part of my life then, and, and because this is so sustainable, there's no reason to stop. And I think I had that realization, maybe like day, like 20 or something like that into it. And I was like, this is, this is something I'm going to Get on the 30 days. This is working. So what, how is it that you understood kind of innately that you needed something? Cause you mentioned people struggled to, you called it regression. 
I thought of it like going back to something that you're a beginner again and, and being patient with that whole, okay, I'm starting kind of at zero in terms of my level of ability in this new thing. How did you innately understand that you needed something that you said you said you could modulate the intensity? And, and in my mind, it was like, I need to account for days that I have lots of ability and days that I don't have as much ability. Is that, is that kind of the same thing? How did you kind of innately understand that you needed to account for that? Um, well, I mean, just having my, my knowledge base from being a trainer helped a lot that, that allowed me to sort of, um, come to those realizations and, and, and have those sort of epiphanies where it's like, okay, um, I, I could, uh, I could try to brace my wrists. I could try to rest, but I had already gone through and tried every program. I had tried all of these rehab programs, all of these bulletproofing programs, and none of them were working for me. Um, and so part of it was taking a step back and trying to see uh, things from a different perspective, as opposed to like what the, uh, you know, the status quo is for, for um, that right now in my field. And I, and also I, I realized that, the things that I was doing every single day, those things were easy for me to train. And the things that I was doing three, two or three times a week, those things were what was causing a lot of the issues. And so, um, like I said, it was, it was pretty obvious. It was pretty intuitive. And that's why I have a lot of people who will reach out to me and be like, okay, I already had sort of an all force practice. I didn't even know I was doing it, but, um, and, and I'm always like, yeah, it's, it's not like this, this super, um, complex or genius concept. This is something that, uh, anybody could come up with if they were to sit down and kind of have that, um, that the realization, if they had the catalyst for it. But, um, I think I just gave it a little bit of framework, but yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think anybody could have, anybody could have came to that same realization. When did you get decide to go TikTok with it? When did you like, you know what? I'm going to start do it. I'm going to start this or, or well, and I know it's a 30-day challenge because you started with day 1. But why did you decide when you're like, you know what? I'm going to do it on TikTok. What what was that impetus? So I had already started my TikTok uh, and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. It was just more of exploring this new platform that I wasn't really familiar with. Um, and so like my son and I were making like uh, vintage toy videos and and I was putting out some like tutorials and stuff and uh, I I was trying to get people's attention uh, through coaching and then I realized like okay I'm swimming upstream here this is difficult instead I'm just gonna go ahead and just I'm gonna use this as a journal because mm -hmm. I'm not, not having any success with it anyways uh, I don't really understand it very well so I'm just gonna use it for my purposes. I'm going to use it as a journal. Nobody's watching anyways. I had like no followers. <laughs> That's not true anymore, but yeah, no one was watching when you started. Absolutely. Yeah, things are a little different now. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to use this as a way to sort of track my, uh, track my progress and to keep myself accountable and, and to, it's, it's just like, you know, the, one of the laws of streaking is, you know, no record, no streak. So, um, I, I realized I needed something to keep myself accountable, but I couldn't rely on another person to do that, to, to work as that. So I, I and I, and I've never been very good at journals, mm -hmm. um, and just sort of like lose track of them. Um, they, they, uh, get lost. And, and so this was something that was right in front of my face. And, and I also knew that if people were to watch it, right? That would help to hold me a little bit more accountable. So mm -hmm. it just seemed to make sense. Plus an amazing way as I've watched 
the progression, an amazing way to visually actually see the progress as, as you've gone through. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not, that's not a, something I really could have uh, conceptualized early on because mm-hmm. I didn't know where this was going to go. And I definitely didn't know that I was going to get this level of results from it. Right. That was, wasn't something that I was anticipating. I was hoping that um, some of my pain would dissipate uh, and that I would be able to kind of resume my practices. I didn't know that I was going to be able to uh, progress all of my practices in the way that I have and gain the strength, mobility, um, and conditioning that I have uh, since. Yeah, absolutely. What? So I'm I'm curious. What is a couple of your favorite ones that you did on TikTok? There's a couple of my favorites that I like. I like the one where you drop down in the store and you're just like because I think it was your wife or your son challenged you and you dropped down in one of the stores and just said, "Hey, you can do this anywhere." Because that's yeah. one of the things we believe about streaking is you make it laughably simple so that you can do it anywhere, really, to do that. But that was one of my favorites. What were some what are some of yours? Um, the outings are always fun because again, I'm getting to show people that you don't need to wait. You don't need to, uh, be in a specific setting to be able to, uh, and, and the way that I put it is get XP. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, be in this perfect environment. You don't have to have the conditions be right. Uh, so I always enjoy those. Those are really fun. I think, um, some of my favorite ones are just whenever I'm just playing though, and I'm in my gym and I have no expectations going into the session and I end up doing something that I had never done before, like breaking out the balance board and starting to do handstands on that. Like that wasn't something that I had set a goal to do. That was more just, uh, I need to show up and I need to do my streak today. And, and then it turns into something incredible. And then now that is a, that, that's an aspect of my training. And so I've got several, several little things like that, that the balance board is one of them, uh, walking around in a tuck planche. So like walking in just my hands, uh, but like, uh, in the tuck planche position, that's like a, a movement that I've sort of invented now. And then I see other people doing that online. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I did the least that's turned out to be my favorite. Yeah, That's awesome. that is so great. You know, as um, as I look at the the whole TikTok experience, so you started recording. When did things start to explode? What was it that happened? When was the transition from no followers to now where, I mean, you're approaching a million followers, but where did you see the uptick and what were some of the things that, what were surprising to you? It was uh, the first big uptick would have been like about a weekend um so i've been recording doing it for a week and i'm just putting it out there nobody's watching it the only comments i got on that first week were like very few but it would just be why like why are you doing this (laughs) why man why (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's all and then not even following up just why um and so i put out a couple videos explaining and they they didn't really seem to scratch that itch for people that it still didn't really get it and then i put out some i think my first results video was sort of like, okay, like I'm starting to see some results from this. Um, and that's where people were like, okay, now, now we kind of get it a little bit. And then since then I've, I've had little, um, little surges in my, my, um, growth because of results. So that's generally what people latch on to. Um, and then only in kind of more recent months are people starting to really understand the concepts of what I'm doing. And instead of focusing on the results, they're more focused on the process. You know, that is so absolutely something that we've wrecked because it's streaking. We focus on the process. I mean, that is, you know, the laws of streaking make it laughably simple. No record, no streak and join a streaking community. 
we talk about that. And oftentimes we get so excited about the process, we forget to mention that there's all kinds of cool results <laughs> that come from this, right. th which is what you've done is you've taken it and said, look at all the results. And now people are looking at it and saying, hey, how can I get those results as well? Yeah. That's my bait to hook them. But yeah, honestly, it's like, like you said, it's not a... You know, it's not a, a, a results-driven process. I mean, it's, it's something that I'm going to be doing regardless of, of the outcome uh, because of what I've seen from it so far. And, and it's a lifestyle instead of, uh, instead of a, an objective. Yeah. Something else you mentioned that I wanted to go back to real quick is, and that I love, is when you have it as what we call the floor. And it's just you're, you're gonna, you have this floor of being on all fours at least one time daily you get into the gym and all of a sudden things just start to happen and you surprise yourself because like what you said, you just showed up. I mean, you were there, you made it happen. And that is something I think it's a secret superpower that everyone has within them. And they just need that knowledge to unlock it, to be able to say, you can do this and make it as laughably simple as you need to, to do it. I mean, would you say that that's kind of where it, with your clients and things like that, helping them understand that is that... It, it's for us, it's very difficult to help people understand that. It is. It's tough because people are conditioned to want to see results and to be given a timeline on when they're going to get them. Um, and I guess in like a professional setting, it's something that we have, um, we kind of have to have, right? You have to, right. especially if you're investing money in something or time in something, you want to know, when am I going to get the results? Um, but there's so many aspects of our lives that, uh, it's better left unknown when that's going to happen. And, and to just trust that if you show up every day, if you do a little bit of this and you don't, you don't hurt yourself or you don't do anything to, to push yourself backwards, um, then, then you're going to see those results and, and they're going to be more overwhelming than what you could have expected in the first place. That's what I've loved as I've listened to you. A few things that have really stood out to me is that. You started this. Well, first of all, I love that you you had a, a challenge, a problem. Like you're like, I've got this joint pain, and this wrist pain. And you had researched it and and reached a point where you're like, okay, I'm just I need to isolate and just work on this area. Is how can I do that? And so I love the literally in my mind, kind of thinking outside of the box and having looked at what other people are doing and researching, but then looking at yourself and saying, okay. This is something I think might work. I'm going to give it a try. And 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 then as you start videoing it, the whole intent and purpose was just to kind of, I want to keep myself showing up, which I think at the beginning of doing anything new, you need something that kind of keeps you going because like you said, sometimes those results aren't there right away. And, and so that being able to say, okay, I'm showing up because... I want to add another day to the video. I want to keep track. I want to hold myself accountable. I want to kind of report out. And then as you get going, you realize, wow, this is really starting to make a difference. For you, it was kind of 20 days in that you're like, okay, I am seeing change in, yeah. in this that, that I'm really enjoying. And that's one of the things that we've talked a lot about that's interesting with streaking is we call it the slow burn because you really have to you have to keep doing it for a while. You have to keep showing up for a while um, to really start to notice this is making a change in my life. And then I love that you looked at it and said, I want to keep this going. Like until I don't, until it's not serving its purpose anymore, I want to keep doing this every day. 
And I think that is part of the, the it's, it's one of the amazing results that happen with when you, when you start a streak. When you have a streaking journey. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I think, um, I think you're right. And I think that it can be replicated in any number of ways. Um, I mean, you can, you can do that in any aspect of your life. You guys have proved that, uh, with your own streaks and then, um, the examples that I read in your books, uh, or in your book is, um, evidence to the fact that anything that you start to set your focus on is going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, the consistency is what allows that to happen. So, um, as far as, um, as streaks go though, I did have a question for you guys, um, that I was kind of saving. And I was wondering if you guys have had any unsuccessful streaks, uh, <laughs> notable ones. <laughs> yeah, yes. we have actually, do you want to, do you want to go? You can go first. Well, so, it, in our streaking journey, one of the things, so one of my streaks was to um, study at least one, not not even study, it was review one vocabulary word in a foreign language. My heritage is Italian and I wanted to do that. And so I started doing it and I had, it was a 1700 day streak that I was, I, I got to the place where I was, I was understanding and knowing a little bit of Italian, but it wasn't aligned with who I wanted to be uh, mm. in the sense of, there's a lot of people out there that learn languages and so forth. But at that point, I thought, you know what? I'm really not getting the fulfillment from this that I thought I would. I'm going to go ahead and end it. And so I ended it after that time. And I felt great about it. I mean, I was okay. I ended it and I moved forward. And that that was one that was, if you will, unsuccessful or fulfilled its purpose in the sense that it taught me who I didn't want to be. So uh, now, now I'll go to one that was, you know, just it was not successful. And the, it was streaks. Anytime I start a streak that I tried to do the streak, like, for example, write at least one page daily, something like that, ultimately it would fail because it was so difficult to do when I very first started that I couldn't, I just couldn't keep it going. I didn't have built inside of myself what I call the consecutive muscle. And that's why I look at when you talk about walking on all fours, if I look at it, it, so if I were to start that streak, which I'm absolutely sincerely contemplating right now, I would do it, I would have it as walk on all fours at least one time daily. So that, that that's the floor. So if I got down and just walked on all floors, on all fours, that would count. And what that then does is make the barrier to entry so low that my brain and my body can't make an excuse for not doing it. It's like, okay, okay, I'm sitting here on the couch. I can get on all fours and walk around for a second. And what amazingly happens, and this is why I love your example of when you're in the gym, what amazingly happens is once you do that, you're like, well, I'm down here. I may as well do it for a little bit longer. And, oh, look at this. I can do that. And before you know it, moments have turned into minutes, have turned into like 30 and sometimes like an hour of you're doing the streak. Maybe not all fours, maybe something else. But the streaks that I fail at are the ones where I set as a bar rather than a floor. And once I set it as a floor and that's my floor I'm going to be on, then I can start reaching for bars if I want to. Yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> I think that uh, you, you said it is... Um, that 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 initial barrier is generally the most difficult one right it's getting started there's because it's so many barriers it's more than just just getting started there's uh you don't have the consistency you don't have the skill set you don't have the the validation so 
you're, you're overcoming a lot of barriers there. So I think that that would be an absolutely perfect place to start. Um, it kind of reminds, and what you were talking about is just once you're down there, then, you know, whatever happens, happens, and you can, uh, it can kind of evolve into anything you want. Kind of reminded me of, um, your flossing one. Yeah. Uh, I, I had heard something at some point. I can't remember if I read it somewhere, if like a dentist told me, but it was like the floss one tooth method. Um, and it's like, if you, if you have trouble doing that, that's, this is what it was making me think of when I was reading about that streak of yours as like, just floss one tooth. You already got the floss in your mouth. Right. And if you want to quit there, go for it. You're done. Yep. Right. But, but you're already there and you're more likely than not to just go ahead and to go ahead it. and yeah. As you were, as, as you asked that question, I was thinking about that and I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm curious what would constitute a failed streak because there's mm. so many different scenarios that I was looking at. So I look at, for me, um, one of my first streaks was to read with my boys, um, at least oh, this is a good one. Yeah. And it started off a page and I had set it too high. And so then I changed it to just read five sentences a day with them. But it's interesting. I, I don't know that I would call that a failed streak. Because, but when I first started it, I had to restart that streak probably like eight times because, and each time I would get, so the first time I did it and, and then I went through about three weekends that I could be able to do it every weekday when we had our regular um, pattern and routine set up. But the minute I hit the weekend that was outside of our normal routine, I'd lose that streak. And so it took like a month for me to get to the place where I would remember on, on a day that was outside of the routine that I was like, oh yeah. And then I had a situation where the family started to help. And, and one time where I had, it was the fourth time I had, I'd missed it again. And I came home and my older son was like, oh, don't worry about it. I, I read, I read with the, the boys. So that, that was an evolution of the streak of all through that whole process. I was learning and understanding, okay, why does this, what do I need to do to get this going, to keep it going? So even though I had to restart a whole bunch of times, I look at that one and I'm like, the failure would have been if I would have just stopped trying and been mm -hmm. like, okay, it's not going to work. But I kept going because I had seen enough success. That I was like, okay, for five days in a row, I did read to him, which was more than what I was doing before. This is working. So that was my first experience of being like, okay, it takes time. Anytime you start a new thing that you want to be a part of your life, it takes time for you to be consistent at that and to be consecutive. And so being patient with having to start over was the first thing I thought. Second thing I thought was um, I had a streak for TED Talks. And initially I set that streak to watch a TED Talk at least once a week, which I thought would be laughably simple. But I, I had broke that streak three times. And so at that point I, I looked at it and I'm like, okay, is this something that I really wanted to keep doing? Why kind of asking myself, why, why, why am I having to start over again? What is going on? And that was one that I looked at and thought, okay, well, what if I just make it even simpler and I just pick a TED talk to listen to once a week so that if I get to the end of the week and I haven't listened to one, I'm at least picking one. And, and that's been an interesting one too, because I look at it and, and I've evaluated a couple of times, is this something I still want to keep doing? And I thought it is, I, I do enjoy that streak. But I have had to make it like seriously laughably simple. It's one of my ones that sometimes I'm a little embarrassed by because I'm like, I just have to pick a TED Talk. I don't even have to watch it to keep the streak alive. But again, I'm watching more TED Talks than I would be if I didn't have that streak. So I'm still doing more and showing up more than I would be, even though I'm not watching a TED Talk every week. I'm picking one every week, 
but I don't get to watching one every single week. The next scenario I thought is um, in talking to people who have picked a streak because it was someone else's idea. And sometimes that's great. You can adopt a streak and, and you're like, okay, this is working great. But I also think it's really important, like what you had said, Jeff, is that your streak needs to align with who you want to be. Like if it's not, if it's not who you want to be, it doesn't matter how many other people want to be that if you don't want to be it, you're going to have a hard time keeping that streak alive. And so looking at it and thinking, is this something I really want? And so I link, I think about Talon in this situation where, um, he's on our streaking team and he's had two streaks that he has retired or stopped for two different reasons. The one he had a coding streak and he, um, got, 30 or 45 days into it and realized that he's like, I hate coding. It was actually, well, it was 180 days. Oh, it was 180 days. Okay. So he did it for a long time. Yeah. And, and he got into it and he's like a hundred days in and he's like, I hate coding. Like this isn't something I want to learn. I don't, I've learned enough. I hate it. Yeah. I, so even though that streak ended, I look at it and I'm like, that's successful in the sense that now he can move forward with a huge amount of confidence knowing I don't like coding. And so anytime somebody brings that up, instead of that nagging feeling like, oh, I should be doing that. He has the feeling like, yeah, I I did that. I did it long enough and consistently enough to genuinely know I don't like it. And I'm totally okay to let other people do that and not feel like I need to be doing that. And then the second streak that he talks about that I also found fascinating is that he had, I think he had set an aspiration to make a certain amount of money by a certain age. And so he wanted to repeat that aspiration daily. And I don't know how many days he got into that, but he reached a point where he looked at it and he's like, I actually don't like the person that this is making me become. Like, this isn't who I want to be. And so though those would be considered failed streaks, um, I think they're highly successful because he learned a significant amount about himself. And when you learn those things, now you can go forward in a huge amount of confidence, knowing you're on the path that you really want to be on. You're not questioning it anymore. So I guess I look at it and I think, what would a failed streak be? And I think a truly failed streak would be one that you, you've started and you started to have success. And then for any one of those reasons at the beginning, like that, that you had set it too hard or that it's taking time to get it into a part of remembering that you wanted this to be a part of your life, the failure in my mind would be just giving up on it. Like, like saying, never mind, I'm not going to do it. And Mm -hmm. rather than recognizing that there are, when you're, when you're needing to do things, sometimes you do have to start a couple times over. That's been my own personal experience. I agree. Uh, I think that uh, the street that you had reading to your, reading to your sons, that's, um, that was one of my favorite ones to read about because, um, it had sort of two powerful concepts, uh, which is, um, the, the first one is, um, that you can start over, right. Resiliency. Um, that's really big. A lot of people kind of try something one or two times and then they're like, Oh, this isn't for me because it didn't work those one or two times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, like you were saying, it, it evolved your, it evolved your concept of what, of what streaking can be and what it is. Do you guys feel like streaking is still evolving? Do you feel like the concepts of streaking are still evolving now that you like, since you've experienced the fact that, you know, 
having a, um, a community or a partner streak is a thing now. That wasn't something that you had originally conceived. Do you think that there are more, more things to unearth and, and to discover about what streaking can be? What I've found is... First of all, that's a really good question. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like you probably have discovered as you've gone along in their 330 days, there's nuances and depth that starts to come as you get more and more into the streak or into streaking. The basic laws have, have remained the same, which make it laughably simple, has stayed the same. No record, no streak has stayed the same. Join the streaking community has evolved a little bit in the sense that, and I look at your journey. For example, you started a streak as a 30-day challenge, but you started a streak, started to do it, and you're like, I'm going to keep a record that I'm doing it. And you had a small community, and that small community was probably your probably wife your and your children, mm -hmm. right? And and as you had that, then all of a sudden around day seven, think you started to get a larger community. And what we found with the community, at first we thought that the community was to help you keep uh, accountable, you know, to go accountable. And then we realized we had that all wrong. It's really not about accountability for the community. The community is actually the place where you celebrate, where people celebrate, where we get excited to see you. And we we now have ostensibly become part of your community. We're cheering you on. We're looking to you and saying, oh, did Nathaniel do it again? Oh, that's awesome. I can't, he's hit 360. I can't wait till he hit 365 days. I mean, that's, that's just, it's one of those things that you look at and it's like, wow. Um, it just becomes fantastic. So what we then have realized is that, uh, so one of the areas that has developed quite significantly is the difference between a habit and a streak. Um, that's one where at first we were looking at it and saying, is there a difference? What is the difference? And part of that was because so often we would talk to people about it and, and they would be like, oh, so this is just a, another way to develop good habits. And, but it just, to me, both of us, it was like, that just doesn't feel right. It feels like stroking the cat backward. There's just something about it that's not accurate, not right. right. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that and trying to understand what is the difference between a habit and a streak. And what we recognized is that a habit is something that is automatic, something that you do without thinking. So for example, if we go with running on all fours, how you do that you probably there's some probably basic movement or motor skills that you don't think about which would be right on i mean you don't want to have to think about all those things all the time but the actual decision to do it that will never be automatic it may be a little bit easier, easier. but the streak is what now keeps that alive the streak is the thing that you look at and you say well i'm at 330 days if you're at you know through the day and you haven't run on all fours and you're looking at it and saying i have a 330 day streak I'm going to do that right now. I mean, it's just, wherever I am, I'm going to drop down and do it. I, I love what you're saying as far as when you've said that, you know, you can do the streak anywhere. That's one of the things that we have completed our streaks in so many different places and in so many different ways because it's part of who we want to be. We don't want to give that up. And so is it evolving? I would say yes, in that the expansion of the knowledge of how significant this really is has gotten more and more as we've gone through the years. And I would say the same thing. I That's why I'm like, that was a really good question. And as I think about it, I look at it and I think the, the laws of streaking haven't changed 
from the beginning. And even as you were talking, you're like, I started recording this on TikTok to hold myself accountable. But that wasn't part of the community. That was your personal record. It was like, okay, now I've got a record every day that to show that I've done this. And that record is really what held you personally accountable. And and that's that's what we've realized is it's the record that keeps you going. And then that community does become that cheerleading squad, um, so to speak. And and so it's just interesting. So I love that the laws have, have stayed the same. My experience and knowledge has grown. and But the thing that I have loved the most about it is that as I've had the different experiences, what has really solidified in my brain is that this works. Yeah. Like the ability to say, if you pick something laughably simple, if you keep a record of it so that you're showing up each time and then you have that community um, of other people that are where you're doing it, however big or small that is, it helps. It has helped me to start so many things that I have thought about over the years that I want to be a part of my life and, and has given me a, I love that you said too, that you're like, Anybody could have come up with what I've done. All I've done is put a framework around it. And I feel the same way about streaking. I'm like, anybody can come up with this. In fact, hundreds of thousands of people have. They're doing it. That's what that's what led us to study it is we were looking at people that f- had figured it out and were like, what do they know that we're not getting? How are they being consistent? So the laws have been the same and anybody can figure them out. It's just putting a framework around it. And then once I've had that framework, now I've been able to take it to a whole bunch of different places and say, oh, yeah. I want to keep feedback in my life. I should set a streak around that so yeah. that I remember that I want that to be something that I'm working on. So curious for you, Nathaniel, how has your family reacted to this? I mean, you and how many children do you have? Two. Two? Two. Okay. Great. And how, how have they been? Do you, and who's your principal photographer? I know someone yeah. follows you. Is it your son or is it someone else? Or have you hired a photographer now or what do you do? Well, it's whoever I can, it's whoever's close by and I can be like, here, here's my phone. <laughs> I need to get <laughs> an angle or this shot to be able to convey this concept. Um, but uh, my family's really supportive. Um, I've always been um, kind of a little... Um, eccentric whenever it comes to exploring different ways that you can use your body, different ways that you can uh, um, approach development. And so they're used to it. And I'm like, I'm like kind of a big kid anyways. So uh, none of it was like taboo or anything weird for them. Um, But yeah, they've just been, they've been really supportive. They're my original cheerleaders and, and they've, um, they've participated. They, they don't have any negative impact on it at all. So that's really, uh, that's really powerful because that's been, um, I guess what got me through sort of the, the, the harder times, not just in the beginning, whenever I didn't have anybody online rooting for me, but also throughout whenever I, you know, inevitably got a lot of hate or a lot of, uh, confusion and, and, and having, you know, my family nearby to just be like, okay, well, you know, which is an interesting thing because we talk about the community being cheerleaders and, and a lot of them are, but it also so oftentimes the opposite happens. The more people that see what you're doing, the more people that feel completely qualified to tell you exactly what they think about what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that can be hard. <laughs> For sure. So, 
So as you uh, as you've progressed in your streak and have gotten, what are some of the insights that you've gained? I mean, we talked a little bit about ours. What are some of the ones that you've gained as you've gone along in this streak, and and have you applied it to any other area? Yeah, I think um, actually throughout my my journey so far over this last year, I have developed training tenants that are specific to the experience that I've had during this streak. Um, and so I apply those to my, um, to my, uh, clients. I apply those to anybody that I work with and people that I'm just advising, uh, and they've really helped. It's really helped to give it shape. Um, I think that as far as, um, the streaking goes and, and those principles, um, I, I, um, discovered that re- resilience is really, really important. Being able to start over, like Jamie was saying with the, with the reading one, um, that's, that is huge, um, making it super duper accessible. And, and I think that it goes back to like what you guys were saying, like, this isn't, um, this isn't really something that, that you're developing. It's more like something you're discovering. It's like a, like mm-hmm. a force of nature that you guys are just right. kind of like just opening your eyes to, and then hopefully allowing other people to do that as well. So just kind of seeing those same things from a different perspective, from a different angle that you guys are. Um, and I feel like once people start streaking, once they start um, putting one foot in front of the other, it's something that's like, it's like almost like an awakening that people have this like uh, in their consciousness where it's like, okay, I'm starting to kind of see the big picture here. It's not something that somebody else has created for me. It's something somebody has facilitated me uh, you and, and be able to actually see like another dimension of reality almost. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a good way to say that it. That is. <laughs> a little bit. You're like, you're, and that was there all the time, but you're like, I didn't see it. And then once you see it, because that really does express the way that I felt when we very first started this, the very first time that I read the article about the Shumways that were streak running, it was this, and I don't know how to describe it, except like holding a diamond and turning it a tiny bit and being like, oh, I didn't realize you could look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it just tweaked it enough for me to, to, to be like, huh, I want to, I want to try this. And I've had that experience a whole bunch of times since then. And, and actually have tried to almost capture that experience when I'm starting a new streak to be, to be able to look at it and be like, okay, how am I going to look at this differently so that I can keep this going? And I really appreciated that you said you had to overcome and, and, and that you even intentionally set a, your, your streak, your, your beginning streak to allow yourself to be okay with regression. Um, I think that's a really important thing to look at it and be like, I'm going to allow myself to be okay with starting someplace farther back than maybe where I currently am or where I wanted to be, or I don't know how else to say it, but I know I've talked to a lot of women who have said they really love the concept of streaking because it's giving them permission to make it laughably simple. It's, and it's saying, and, and the tweaking of it is the success is I showed up. That's the success. It's not always that I progressed. It's not always that I did better. The progression is almost inevitable because anything that you're going to be doing so consistently, you're, you're going to have progress. But, the, but, but focusing on that progress doesn't get me to have it. I have to have the success of being like, I showed up today. I know when I very first, and this is something before we were streaking that I had to do when I first started running was 
I had to just be like, the success isn't whether or not I hit the mileage for the day. The success is when I shut that door and I'm outside running. That's it. Now I'm successful. That's all I have to count for myself because I needed to be able to say, I did it. I showed up. That's all I needed to do today was show up. And then most of the time you're going to hit at some level what you wanted to do. A couple times I exceed it. A few times I've been like, it's just a day. I'm calling it quits. I I did my best. But it's the and, and and I look at it and think a huge part of the progress also comes in the fact that I did that yesterday. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And so you hit those days when you do exceed what you thought you could do. And, and those days continue to propel you forward. Mm-hmm. But it only happens because of the days that you just shut the door and went a little bit. And you're like, well, wasn't what I was hoping, but I showed up and that's good for today. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, um, like as I've talked to people about this concept about you know streaking since I you know uh, read your guys's book and, and 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 saw your methodology, but even before that, with my own training practices and 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 my clients and and people that I'm just talking to about like you know training in general, um, it's something I think that that first one make it laughably easy. I think that is the hardest one for a lot of people. It is by far it's the hardest one. Um, above everything else, because it scares people. It scares people to think about going backwards, especially because life has this sort of forward momentum to it. Like, you know, it's like we're heading one direction, we're aging in one direction, you know. And and so everybody thinks that, you know, you've got to be taking a step forward in where you are. And, and so telling people, um, when people ask me, like, where do I start with my all fours practice? I always tell people, I started with a plank. Like, I started with mm-hmm. just a plank, maybe modified planks. I can't remember exactly, but it was really super small. And I'm like, if you want to start this, if if I'm going to give you advice, that's not going to hurt you. It's only going to be beneficial. Start there. And they're like, what? like one minute of plank a day. That's like, I, that's, I can't do that. It's too easy. And I'm like, that concept is kind of hilarious. The fact that something is too easy to do. Um, but it is the biggest barrier for a lot of people. I think that I think what I was saying is it kind of scares people to take a step backwards. But um, something that I've realized, and this is sort of one of my mantras now, is that regression is one of your most powerful tools for progression, because being able to take that step backwards allows you to stay with it. It allows you to keep mm-hmm. that consistency. It's like if you were fishing, right? And you're going to let out a little bit of line whenever the fish pulls on it so it doesn't break the line, right? But if you never yield, if you never can take a step back, then the line's going to break and then you don't have the fish in the, the, the first place. So. That's really good. You know, I, I really like that. And because one of the other areas that I've really been looking at lately is that you have two muscles that you're exercising. If you're looking at being healthy and fit, so I want to be healthy and fit, there's there's two, if you will, muscles that you exercise. The one is the actual physical muscle, the whole body muscle that you're going to do. And often people will focus on that muscle and say, I've got to improve that every single day. The second muscle is the one that's ignored and the one that is going to be more significant in your progress all along. And it's the consecutive muscle. And the consecutive muscle needs a place to start, which is laughably simple. If I can, so for example, you're, you just brought up one. So I started with one, with a plank and my streak was to plank at least one time daily, not for any amount of time. It's just like get down in plank position and that as as long as I did that, 
That's what need to do. Now, what people will do is they'll start to focus on the physicalness of that rather than the consecutiveness of it. And if you right. focus on the consecutive muscle, that's when you then start to see the benefits for the physical muscle or for the brain muscle or for whatever else it is. When I started writing, writing at least one sentence a day was getting the consecutive muscle going and then it turned into paragraphs and pages. But if I, if I go too hard, too fast, or in other words, I put the focus around the physicalness of it, then I never strengthen the consecutive muscle, therefore never get that opportunity. So starting on the floor of your consecutiveness or for you know looking at it and saying, I'm going to make it as laughably simple as possible so that I can build a very important muscle, which is the muscle I'm going to do this every single day. That then brings the true benefit that you're talking about. Yeah. So I have a question. I agree. Oh, no, go, go ahead. I was going to ask a question and I don't know how much time we have, so we'll see how, how good this question goes. But this is something we've encountered so much. And, and one of our conversations changed our, our terminology because someone was talked to us and he's just like, you're just talking about lowering the bar and, and I can't do that. I can't lower the bar. And that was a huge two week conversation Jeff and I had back and forth that, that we finally got to the point where we're like, I don't think we're even talking about bars. We're talking about the floor, the floor that you stand on. And so that's really helped me. That visualization has really helped me. But my question that I was going to ask is that if somebody were to pick something laughably simple and do nothing but the laughably simple, um, do you think that if they continued to do it, does that become motivating that they will want to do more eventually? or And, and is there a benefit if a person doesn't ever try to push harder they just do that laughably simple thing but they are consistent in it because i've kind of asked myself this question go ahead yeah i i think what that does is it creates the floor right that that mm -hmm. gives you a foundation to stand on so maybe you might not ever elevate past that floor level right you may not but you have the option to at that point you now have a floor to be able to build things on right you can't build a house on clouds you gotta have, you gotta have that foundation, um, and so that's what that gets to you. And then at that point, now you have the freedom, you have the ability to be able to then take that to the next level. So my training tenants um, are really simple too. I've got three of them. Uh, so the first one is if it hurts, don't do it. Right. So mm -hmm. if it hurts, or if it's causing you pain, or if it's causing you, if it's, it's hurting your practice, don't do it. Instead, um, and stop and assess immediately just to just to get a, a baseline the second one is to make changes modifications to it where you need to when you need to so you've assessed it don't ignore that information make a change to it um and then the third one is um to stay consistent right so just do mm -hmm. it do it show up every day um the fourth one and this is the one and those three are solid set in stone those are laws for me the fourth one and i would consider this the fourth most important because it's not necessary is to challenge yourself Right. But before that becomes relevant, you have to have those first three in place. So to answer your question, doing the just the bare minimum or setting that floor level, that 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 is a necessary component for challenging, for progressing, for uh, building. And so there's I don't think there's anything wrong with with 
staying at that floor level because you're always giving yourself that option and that opportunity to at any moment when you do have the motivation to take that next step and to challenge yourself. And you never know when that's going to be. You never know when you're going to be inspired. You never know when you're going to um, be challenged. You never know when need is going to come up or when you're going to have some free time. And you want to be prepared and have that foundation set for yourself to be able to take that step. Because when that moment comes, when you're inspired to do something and that floor isn't there, well, then then you have to start that anyways. So it's and that's so what I, well put. I know. I love that because I look at it and I think, because that's something I've thought about. And what I heard you say is that when you have that floor, then one, you've given yourself the opportunity to challenge yourself. Now you're like, okay, I do have the ability to challenge myself because I'm standing on this floor. I've been doing this thing. And then the thing that you said so succinctly that I was kind of thinking is I think when you're doing the floor, when you're building that floor, eventually you're going to get inspired. There's going to be something that happens that says, you know what? I do want to challenge myself. And because you've been building that floor, now you have this solid foundation to really reach or jump off of or take that challenge on. And because of that, now you're more motivated because I think you're able to be more successful in that challenge because you've had that floor. Whereas if you don't have that floor and you haven't been doing it and you get inspired and then it's harder, maybe that's even sometimes deflating and, and it causes people to feel more defeated. So by having that, I've just been, you know, I've been doing the basics, I've been doing the floor. People always say, I've been checking the box. I'm like, yeah, but because you've been doing that, now when this opportunity arises or when you catch this, you get motivated or inspired, you're ready to launch. You're, you're there. You're, you're in the right place. And, and that alone then propels more motivation for success in the future. And so it keeps you going as well as what you've said, Jeff, is developing that consecutive muscle. You start to understand, okay, this is normal. This, and by this, I mean needing to know that maybe sometimes I need to regress. That's not defeated. That's not a deficiency in me. That's part of the process and yeah, accepting and, actually, and embracing that. Yeah. And that knowledge helps you to be more motivated and successful and more patient with the whole process. Yeah, and I, I, I don't look at it as regression. I always look at it as, I, there's sometimes I just need to stand on the floor. Or and lay on a, the floor. Lay on the floor. I was gonna lay here it, for cause, a Because what I look at is I, I um, get rid of the word just out of I everything. I, the I word thought just, of that every yeah, time I said it, I know, just, just, just. Like, just. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason I get rid of it is because you're doing it. You know, you hear the you hear the analogy of the glass is half empty or half full. You know, the way that you look at the glass is whether you're a pessimist or an optimist. Let's just put it this way: there's water in the glass, and so when you do something, <laughs> you're put there is water in the glass. And to your point, Nathaniel, what I really just absolutely love the way that you put is you now have set yourself up to be able to take advantage of the opportunity when it presents itself. Mm -hmm. If I haven't been doing that. I can't take advantage of the opportunity. So for example, I look at one of Jamie's streaks she has is to receive feedback at least one time weekly. And it's actually to seek out to feedback. seek out, sorry, mm -hmm. to seek out feedback at least one time weekly. And there was a moment where she she got this streak idea and had she not been streaking, had she not had the floor, then at that motivational moment, at that moment of inspiration, 
she really couldn't have actualized that particular I wouldn't streak. have known what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, and, and so to your point, Nathaniel, when you were on all fours and you're like, I'm going to try this on the balance board, it's because of your consecutiveness that you all of a sudden you had an opportunity to do something that you had not done before. Or even thought about. Yeah. And I would have, I would have never conceived. That would have seemed crazy to me. Had I right. Had yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like you want to build a house, right? And, um, and you're, you're on, you're on a beach, you're on the sand, right? Uh, you, you never know when all those building supplies are going to come in. If you have that foundation already laid, then whenever they come in, you start to build. They come in and you don't have that foundation. You're building your house on the sand. Okay, well, it's just going to come tumbling down. Now you don't think that you can build it. There's a really cool parable about that that I heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Nathaniel, we have so enjoyed talking with you today. We could go on for another hour, absolutely. But you have your personal training that you need to get to. We have the other things we need to get to. Um, so give us, so first of all, if you haven't followed Nathaniel Streakers on TikTok, at XP Movement is his handle on TikTok. Absolutely worth it. We love every single video he puts up. And what you see on there is his progress through time. Nathaniel, is there any other place that are you, you're on TikTok? Is there any other place that uh, anyone follows you currently? Uh, yeah, so my my YouTube is also XP Movement, um, and then on Instagram, somebody actually snagged up XP Movement like after the first week. Like, I'm not gonna pay these people for this. So um, <laughs> it's Annual Nathaniel. Um, so uh, at Annual Nathaniel on Instagram, and then uh, I just launched my Patreon uh, maybe two days ago, and that is gonna be my platform for coaching. Um, okay. because uh, my, I really wanted to preserve this journal, um, this, this daily journal for my TikTok, And so it's not really, it's not really a great platform for coaching and for uh, getting more than just the insight that I had, you know, thought of that day while I was doing my, my training and my practice and my streak. Um, so if, if people want to get more coaching and more, um, information about how to do this. Um, that's where I'll be creating all of that content. And that's where that'll live is on my Patreon. And that's at patreon.com forward slash XP movement. Okay. Patreon.com forward slash XP movement. So streakers absolutely follow Nathaniel. He's amazing. We've really enjoyed the conversation with you. Also streakers, if you want to download the streaking app, you can start your streaks there and look at the progress as well as interact with the streaking community. In the streaking community, you'll see all kinds of streaks across all kinds of different realms of your life, be it physical, spiritual, personal, or professional. All of those streaks are in there. One of the one of the upgrades that we have coming very soon, and we're going to get Nathaniel to be one of the first influencers on there, is where he will be able to set up his own group and be able to do coaching through that as well. Now, that's a little bit down the road, but... We're giving it just a little bit away, but we hope uh, a little teaser out there. And so if you uh, want to, Streakers, follow along Jamie, follow me. Um, You can do that. Follow Nathaniel at all the different places that he is. And until we talk again, keep streaking. Keep streaking.